Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. I'm your host, Scott Davis. I'm here with Bob Bevere and Ryan Bevere. Let's get right into the news. It's time for the news with Ryan. Okay, well, breaking news. Uh, We'll go live, actually. The New York Mets are currently playing, and Francisco Lindor just grounded out to the second baseman, he now drops his batting average to a buck seventy-one with the <laughs> New York Mets, and we move on to the Cleveland Indians. The Indians were uh, series winners at the White Sox um, this weekend. They beat up Lucas Giolito five to nothing on Sunday, so the Tribe with a series win. Switching over to the NFL, where the Cleveland Browns. Struck big in the in the NFL draft, drafting the two guys that they had their eyes on at the 26th pick, Greg Newsom, and they also got Jeremiah Owusio Koromoa, the linebacker out of Notre Dame, at 52 in the second round. And back into the NBA will go. LeBron James made his return a couple nights ago. However, they fell to the Kings and they fell to the Raptors by seven points last night. And they are now, unfortunately, in the play-in spot of the seeding <laughs> in the NBA playoffs. And LeBron James did not like that whatsoever. But back to the draft, <laughs> let's kind of like open this thing up. Um, how do you guys feel about? Can I say something real quick about your about the news before we go on? Is the two funniest, the two most pre- precious things I heard there was. Francisco Lindor spending a buck seventy three, and LeBron James is crying about a playing game. <laughs> I love it. Well, what do you think about the the? Um, let's kind of open things up with the draft a little bit. I want to know what you guys think about the Browns landing both guys that they. I was up there draft night round one. 
And when the Browns came up with the 26th pick, there were so many guys that I had my eyes on that were off the board already. And those two guys that they drafted in the first and second round were the two guys that I was sitting there expecting them to draft. And they, they drafted Newsom. And then they somehow drafted the linebacker out of Notre Dame in the second round. How do you feel about that, Scott? Um, the excitement that I have is not uh, is basically with the second pick, uh, Koromoa. As you guys know, in the mock drafts that we did, all three mock drafts, I had Koromoa going to Cleveland. I love this kid. I think he's Me going too. to be incredible. An animal. He he's he's a beast. He's a a total beast on the field. And uh luckily he played for one of my favorite teams. I, I love Notre Dame. I've yeah. watched every one of their games last year. Hey, I'm Catholic. Excuse me while I go throw up. Okay. This kid you is going sound, to be a game changer. You got a sound drop for that? Oh, I, I have I have drops that I have not built yet, but we'll talk about that later. Greg Newsom, you you have to admit now, Bob didn't like this pick. I I I like it now. Northwestern. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love this kid. I love it. And guess what? We picked a cornerback in the proper place in the draft. We picked a cornerback at 26th instead of fourth. This kid's going to be good. He's been hurt in the past, but I think the hurt is over. The thing that I love about Greg Newsom is that he can tackle. And that's a problem with Denzel Ward. He, he has a lot of problems tackling. He's great at disrupting plays. He's great at disrupting passes. But when it comes down to being able to throw his body into a player and tackle a person, he's just not that where Greg Newsom is. I See, think that's I, I, about it for me. I I was I was happy with the pick. Like I said, I was there live at draft night round one. I cheered. I, I cheered excessively loud, um, absurdly loud. Um, it wasn't the pick I wanted, though. I wanted Cormoa from from Notre Dame. That's who I wanted the Browns to draft in the first round. So I kind of went home that night a little bummed out that the Browns still didn't get, a, you know, a top-tier linebacker. And when I saw that they traded up and got him in the second round, it was the time of my life for that, that, that part of the draft. It was the, it, I think it was the greatest thing that they could have done in the draft. It was my favorite pick in the draft. And now that they drafted him in the second round, I absolutely love Newsome. Because he's a steal in the first round. Okay, so I didn't like the pick. I didn't like, I did not like 
really them picking um, um, Jesus, I lost his name, the, the cornerback. Newsom. Greg Newsom. Newsom. Yeah. I, because I, I wanted so bad at that point, and the dude was still there. I wanted um, Elijah Moore so much right there just because he was still there. But after they got the, the, the kid from Notre Dame in the second round and they drafted the kid from Auburn, the burner, who ran, a, I believe, a 4-2, who's going to play in the Browns offense a lot like Tyreek Hill does. I'm not measuring the talent. But he's got the speed and just get him the ball and just let him run past everybody. After I, I, I get, had a day to digest it, Ryan's right. They wanted both them guys in the first round. They didn't know who to take. And they got them both. And sometimes guys just slide just because. You know, you, you get a run. You watch that in the draft. You get a run on, on guards. You get a run on linebackers. You get a run on this. You get a run on that. And guys slip through the cracks. And the Browns were in the right – they didn't even have to trade up to get him, I don't believe. No, they did. Oh, they did trade – that's right. They did trade up. They traded up for Carno. For a couple of spots. It wasn't nothing major, right? No, but they – but it, obviously they felt the need to do it, and they were right. aggressive, and I loved it. I, I like it because he's, he's that guy that can call plays for the defense. We'll see he the guy that we got. Be a middle linebacker, per se, like a stud, star, typical middle linebacker. But he can see the entire defense. Well, maybe it's a trend in Cleveland with the defense because uh, Johnson, we got him from L.A. He called plays in L.A. for the, for the defense there. You guys realize the Browns could so, have nine new starters on their defense this coming year? You realize that's not going to happen. No, but it's – it's a distinct possibility. Because, by the way, Denzel Ward celebrated his 22nd, 26th birthday yesterday, and I'm pretty sure that's about as many games as he's played in three years. Thank you. Do you – let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys watch the, the Building the Browns episodes that the Browns make? I catch them occasionally. I don't go out of my way to watch them. Do you watch them, Scott? I do. You watch him. Did you watch the one where they introduced Jadavion Clowney? Yes. No, I get it. It's all talk. It's a video. You're going to say whatever you have to say for the video. But I I had the impression that he was honestly coming here for, for a paycheck. And when I watched that, I got the impression that the Browns are going to have the best defensive front that the NFL has had in years, better than – the, the 49ers Super Bowl team. Well, I think he came like here. Like, get- I truthfully got that. <laughs> no, there's no doubt he came here to get paid, but he wants to win. And I think he was just always in situations where it, winning was never really a thing. But and now he, he sees Miles he Garrett on the other side to push him. I, and I think it's a good challenge. He wants to get I paid. Think- next year. All right. I'm done. Go ahead. Scott. I think, I think the, the, thing about Jadavian Clowney that you have to to look at is that the the team that he came from he did not live up to his name and at this at this point in time he is trying to rebuild his reputation and this is the this is a great place to rebuild 
being set on the other side of Miles Garrett, I, this is the best place for him to be. I'm going to tell you something real quick. You're going to watch them put him and Miles Garrett on the same side more than you think. None of that has anything to do with what Ryan said. No, it doesn't. But I mean, but, but he's, he's right. He's he is coming here for the future, not for right now. Right. He, he has to fix his name so that he is worth something when his contract is up. Do we keep him? We don't know yet. The next year is going to be a totally different situation because of the fact that the cap is going to be so different than it is right now. Every team right now is having to, to really work hard to make all these moves work with the money they have. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I heard it could go 40 plus million higher than this this year it could definitely go 40 million it could go 60 million it depends on on what the economy is like it depends on what what ticket sales are like uh remember that the salary cap is all based on the income for the teams all put together and then put into a machine uh Teams this year can have people in the stands. There's a huge difference. Yeah, I I can't imagine being in Brown Stadium this year with 70,000 people in there. Jesus, Lord. It's going to be crazy. With that. So, the worst draft, if I Do we want it? We Let's move into grading the draft, guys. Okay. As I stated, we're going to do this alphabetically. We're going to start with the We're going to start with the Arizona Card- Cardinals. Round 1, they picked up Zaven Collins. Round 2, Rondale Moore, wide receiver. Round 4, Marco Wilson, Florida, cornerback. Round six, Victor Demukajay. I can't. Demukajay. I think it's Demukajay from Duke. From from Duke, the edge rusher. Round six, Tay Gowen, UFC or UCF. There's that dyslexia. Round seven, James Wiggins, safety from Cincinnati. And round seven, Michael Mennett, Penn State, a uh, a center. Sorry. What do you guys feel about the Arizona Cardinals? Well, who's where do you think they were before? Who's going first? I think we're going to start from the top, Ryan. Where do you think the Arizona Cardinals were before the draft? Where do I think the Arizona Cardinals were before the draft? They're not, they were not a Super Bowl contender, and they're not now. But I will give their draft an A. I think they got, a, they got an A. It's no, it's no minus. It's no plus. It's just an A. 
They got Zabin Collins at, at the linebacker position, and I'm very high. You guys know I'm very high on Zabin Collins. I think he's going to be a very good player for them. So now that's two guys that the Arizona Cardinals have stolen right from the Cleveland Browns in my eyes. They also filled a lot of needs. They also added another receiver just for depth. The division that they're in, there's going to be a lot of points put up in that division, so they have to score somehow, some way. So they got Rondale Moore to go along with DeAndre Hopkins to go along with Larry Fitzgerald. So I give them an A. I'm giving them a D. If it's my turn. It is. Because outside of Zayvon Collins, I got nothing. I, I, I mean, really, I, there's nothing there. I mean, they took a flyer on about four of their picks. I don't trust their general manager. I think Arizona is a nine and seven. Okay, it's nine and eight now. You're going to have to give me a minute on the 17 game schedule. <laughs> nine and nine and eight, maybe ten and seven. I, but they're not a playoff team, and they're not now. I'd even say they may have gotten worse. That's how disgusted I, I saw after Zayvon Collins. They did nothing. They filled every. They filled every hole. With who? Well, that's for you to find out. Okay, that's for you to find out. You don't. You don't watch craft. We don't know. I think. I think I gave them a B minus. Uh, Zayvon Collins is going to help a lot. Uh, they picked up a wide receiver in the second round. Uh, Rondale Moore from Purdue. He's. Fast. He's he's not the biggest guy in in the world, but he's going to help out that offense. No, they are not a Super Bowl team. Uh, nor playoff team. Do I think that they even really push themselves forward into a playoff team? Playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I think they were a playoff team before the draft. I don't see it happening. It's right. It's a. I don't see the fact that they built up their roster. Uh, they are making moves. Yes, they're making moves. Every team does, but I don't see them actually building up past what they already had. So. Now, granted, they did have a, a halfway decent offseason. I will give them that. But it's nothing to push the bar. I mean, the Rams are only going to get better with Stafford instead of freaking Goff. Seattle's still Seattle. And San Francisco, we don't know. I mean, can Gar if Garoppolo can't stay healthy, that's neither here nor there. I just don't think Arizona got any better, and they may have gotten a little worse. Do you two think – that the Arizona Cardinals will make it to the playoffs this year? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Let's Kyler move Murray on to the, the Atlanta. Let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. And we'll start with Ryan. I'll give him an F. 
I give them an F. I give the Atlanta Falcons an F in the 2021 draft. Just give them an F minus and be done with it. Wow. Out of nine picks, the Atlanta Falcons drafted not a single quarterback in a division with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are obviously the favorites, obviously winning that division, obviously going to the NFC Championship game, more than likely going on and winning the Super Bowl this year, and maybe another year after that. We don't know. In a defense that gives up 35 points a game, no. I, I give him an F. I, I give him an F. I don't understand the Kyle Pitts pick. I don't understand. I just don't get it. I don't understand. There were plenty of quarterbacks. They could have drafted Justin Fields. They could have drafted Mac Jones. There was, there, they could have drafted Kyle Trask in later rounds. No excuse. I don't know what Atlanta's doing. Bob, what do you think? I give him a B. I did love your emoji. I give him a B because, okay, Kyle Pitts, it it, it was, that was a a no brainer for me. I I don't know why, unless they would have traded down a little bit or is it traded up? I always get that wrong. Moving back, if they would have done that, maybe I, Matt Ryan's what? 34, 35? It's not uh, Matt Ryan's not. Matt Ryan's not the problem in Atlanta. Well, he's the same age as Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but it's there, but he don't have an offensive line. He does have some weapons for sure. He's got mm-hmm. Julio Jones for now. He's got Calvin Ridley. Um, and, and now they have Kyle Pitts. And I think that they they did a lot to sure up their offensive line. I wasn't big on a couple of their picks. Um, Darren Hall, eh, I don't know, a little small, not real fast. But overall, I'll give him a B, maybe a B minus. All right, I'm going to give him a B minus. Uh, I don't think Matt Ryan's done. And the adding of, of, a weapon with Kyle Pitts, who is a huge weapon. Uh, as we we stated in what we yeah. said earlier, tight ends are very important in the football league this year. Uh, and he could nowadays. be the greatest of all time. He really could be. I think Kyle Pitts is going to make a huge change in the offense. It's going to take a lot of pressure off of the wide receivers that they have up there right now. Um, They really didn't take any other wide receivers except for their last pick, which as everyone knows, they're usually cut from the team when we drop down to the 54 man roster. Hey, 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 hey. okay. We're going to wait for that one because I disagree. I mean, I agree with you on him, but go ahead. You know, it's they've definitely built up their team. So I think I'm going to give them a a B minus in their, in their grade. Anyone else on the Atlanta Falcons? Nope. I'm done with them. 
Moving on to the Baltimore just, Ravens. Crack more. Baltimore. Just crack smoking city of the entire United States. I will give Baltimore. I will give the Baltimore Ravens the benefit of the doubt because of their track record being a good organization, a good front office, that I will not give them a D, but I will give them a D plus because they had two opportunities to draft the defensive lineman Christian Barmore from Alabama and they, in, the, in the first round, and they didn't do it. They drafted Rashad Bateman, the, Rashad, the receiver from Minnesota with 27 pick right after Cleveland. And then they traded back into the first round, which we all thought they were going after Christian Barmore, only for them to draft Odafi oh, away with the, 30, oh, with the 31st oh, pick. In, in in the draft, outside linebacker from Penn State, I don't – they filled some holes in the draft, but, I mean, I don't I don't understand how they don't have Christian Barmore on their team. So, I think that was a miss, and I give them a D-plus solely on that. Mr. Oshimaida. Mr. Oshimaida. I'm going to give him an F. It's probably a spite. I'm giving them an F out of arrogance. Even better. They are so sure that they don't need an offensive line to protect Lamar Jackson because as soon as the coverage breaks down, he's just going to take off and run 60 freaking yards every time. Ain't going to happen. They drafted a guard, Ben Cleveland. Out of Georgia. And other than that, what did they do? Rashad Bateman? Okay. Um, Brandon Stevens? Yeah. Oklahoma State gave up a ton of points. I like Notre Dame's edge. I like the edge from Notre Dame. Or, or is it the is it Sean, uh, uh, Sean Wade? That's Ohio State, cornerback. I do like him. Other than that, they just were so arrogant that they thought that we don't, we don't need an offensive line. I would agree with both of you. I am giving them a D minus. Great. You picked up a wide receiver. You have no way of protecting your quarterback. And we saw last year, he got hurt. He got hurt bad. And he got COVID. Knocked him, knocked him out of the playoffs. Really, uh, yeah. They, Baltimore did not do anything. Well, I I can't say they didn't do anything. They picked up a guard. Woo! I'm so excited. But if you, but if you looked where they picked him up, according to every mock draft I saw, there was two guards that were graded ahead of him better. Why the hell are you picking a guard in round three? Oh, if it's a position of need, you draft him. Unless you're picking up. I'm with Ryan. It could pick Barmore. Unless you're picking up a guard that is, you know, 
top 20 in the league. Ben Cleveland's not top 20 in the league. I can't remember who all these teams drafted. Um, Okay, would it help you out if I named all of the draft picks before we go into... No, no, I can just I can hold my phone like this, I guess. I just if it was in alphabetical order on my phone, it wouldn't be an issue, but it's not. It's graded by one through thirty-two. Resume record. <laughs> Are you guys ready? I guess. Next up on the list is the Buffalo Bills. I would give the Buffalo Bills a B minus. I like their first round pick, the defensive end for Miami, especially because that I think was the guy that they had number one on their board at that position in the draft. However, they, they went through the first 200 picks in the draft and did not draft a single offensive weapon. Well, they, picked up uh, they didn't draft an offensive weapon when their biggest competition is the cleveland browns and the kansas city chiefs and the baltimore ravens who are going to put up points yeah i think they picked up stevenson at 203rd which yeah would have uh they've got mark marquez stevenson out of houston at 203rd okay bob that's like fifth round all right, the Stuffalo Bills. I mean, anytime you draft a guy with the last name of Wild Goose, that bumps you up a letter automatically. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll have to give them a B because they did get the edge rusher and Russo, Basham, whatever they call him, Crasham Basham. I don't know what, what his nickname is. Eh, I give him a B. After that, again, a lot of these guys later in the in the rounds, you know, you just they're special teams guys, they're specialists. You just don't know. But yeah, I'd give them BB minus at the most. I do believe I'm actually going to give them a B. The Carolina Panthers are up on the clock. Let's see here. We have uh, – you do realize that the Carolina Panthers had one of the most picks in this draft. Yeah, they had a lot of picks in the draft. They were very deep in the draft. They got a lot of guys, dude. They got J.C. Horn, Terrence Mitchell. They got Chubba Hubbard. Running back out of Oklahoma State. That's an automatic. They got really deep. They got really deep, and they drafted a tight end early from Notre Dame. I, I love their draft. I don't think that they're going to do make any noise anytime soon, but this could be a team on the up and coming with Sam Darnold. I don't know. I, I You got to give Sam Darnold the benefit of the doubt that he was with the New York Jets. Okay, and now he's with the Carolina Panthers. At one point, he was supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So you got to give the Carolina Panthers the benefit the benefit of the doubt that they got very deep. 
They made a lot of choices at very a, a lot of different positions, and I think they got a lot of offensive weapons for for Darnold that they could grow with. Okay, so I'm giving them an A plus. Okay, because now they are the Carolina Panthers. Because adding Darnold and I and I am going to preface this by saying it kind of comes down to him kind of like Cleveland when it came down to Baker it's kind of like he got out of a bad organization a bad situation different coaches you got defense coordinators trying to throw games it was just a horrible mess now he goes to Caroline who is a very stable organization and as much as I thought JC Horn was a reach at that pick if that's the dude they wanted, then that's the dude they wanted. And it comes down to that, period. But then they get Terrence Marshall Jr. They get Brady Christensen from Notre Dame. Keith Taylor, the guard. I mean, they're the A-plus all the way around. I think Brady Christensen was from BYU. Yeah, Brady Christensen was right, from right, right. BYU. He protected Zach Wilson, but that should tell you everything you need to know. Um, I, I'm actually leaning more towards Bob on this one. Uh, I. What do you mean? We we both graded him. Well, I guess I gave him an A. I think they hit it out of the park. I think that they are sitting at about an A. Uh, J.C. Horn, J.C. Horn, anyone that picked him up, it's an incredible pick. He's going to be a cornerback that can actually do some damage. Uh, But to back that up with a wide receiver with Terrace Marshall and then going with an offensive tackle, I mean, your first three rounds, you've, you've, you've hit the gambit. You've hit the three things that you needed to do for your team. This team, I think, I think Sam Darnold has the opportunity to become the Sam Darnold he was supposed to be with what they picked up. Okay. So who's up? The Bears? The Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Now, you know they got my boy Justin Fields. And I actually I like him going there. I they they're they're missing a quarterback, but they're also missing a couple offensive weapons like Allen Robinson can't be the only thing. If they could maybe sign Kenny Galladay in the in the offseason. He's already signed. Where'd Kenny Galladay sign to? Giants. You're right. Okay. So Kenny Galladay <laughs> so Kenny Galladay won't be going there. I'm gonna give the Chicago Bears an A minus. They got their quarterback. They have the defense. I don't know they have the weapons with Justin Fields just yet. They're gonna have to draft someone next year, trade for someone this year, sign someone this year. I don't know. Tariq Cohen, Allen Robinson, that's it. You know what I mean? 
I don't like Jimmy Graham. Or is he on his next team? Or did he just retire? He, I thought he was playing with the Montreal. Alouettes. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but probably you. on the. Where he's gonna no Jimmy Graham's gonna go back to New Orleans and play quarterback. That's what's gonna happen. I give him a B, simply because I agree with Ryan. They they got Justin Fields. They had the. They had they had the bowling balls, to do it to move up to get him, but again, what's around him? Their offensive line was brutal last year. They drafted an offensive tackle. But yeah, they again, didn't really draft any offensive weapons in the draft who either. Are, who are they offensively? They can't run. They can run, but not. Didn't they pick up two offensive tackles in the draft? Okay, granted. Okay, if they okay uh, weapons, uh, Scott. I'm talking about weapons. Well, no. you have a running back <laughs> and a wide receiver. They in drafted there. offensive tackles back to back. Um. Tevin Jenkins and um, Larry Borom from Virginia Tech. Missouri. Missouri. I, no, Jenkins. Okay, Oklahoma State, Tevin Jenkins, Missouri, Larry Borom. But, it, again, what's their identity? They have Justin Fields and what? Justin Fields had every weapon that he needed around him. All right, I'm going to give them an A+. Plus. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. And are you? They drafted the best quarterback in the draft. I see. I, I understand why you would say that, though. I do. And here is why I'm going to say this. While you all may doubt what they do this year, they have built up for the year after. They have built up in a way that you can't really i mean you got a quarterback you've got the best quarterback in the draft okay trevor lawrence is the best quarterback in the draft i don't believe that i do wait a second you're with me now you're on my side now i have always been a justin fields fan i just Just don't mention that a lot justin fields was the best quarterback in this draft Okay, does he play next year at all? No. Okay, then, then I will. Well, who, I will. But I will, what, what does that have to do with grading this draft? Because I will concede that if if he doesn't play until year two, and then they can get weapons around him, then yeah, that that grade is going to probably turn out to be an A. This what happens next, next year, Scott? This next year for Chicago is going to be a dismal year. Shit, Chicago. It's going to be a dismal year. They are going to be way down 26th, 25th in the league, which puts them at, what, 4th, 5th, 6th in the draft? Still better than the Lions. And they will not play Justin Fields at all this year. The year after that, when they draft the wide receivers, the running backs, the things that Justin Fields needs, he's going to come out and be a beast. 
Okay. That sounds great. That sounds amazing. We're also dealing with the Chicago Bears. Yes. Bears. I don't know that the Chicago Bears can go with that fan base the entire season without playing the guy they traded up for. I think Chicago fans will actually deal with what they have to deal with this year. They may force Justin Fields to play towards the end of the year, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think that that's it. That's, I think the whole plan is to let Justin Fields go for this season as a bench quarterback and then move forward with the draft next year and get what they need as far as offensive weapons goes. But if you look at it, I'm giving them an A plus because of the fact that they still picked up a running back and a wide receiver in the draft. So they're still giving whoever the quarterback is this year a little bit of weaponry. It is time for the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati. Now let me ask you a question, okay? Let me ask you a question. I'm here for you, brother. How does Joe Burrow get the football to Jamar Chase when he's laying on his back? I won't give them an F. I won't give them an F. I'll give them a D simply because they drafted an offensive tackle in the second round. But, man, oh, man, oh, man, they just missed out. They, they're – listen, they're not doing anything relevant this season. They're going to be in the same draft slot as they were this year, next season. There's going to be another Jamar Chase. I don't know that there's going to be another Penny Sewell. There's a Jamar Chase every year. Every year. Every year there's a Jamar Chase. Okay, I, I'm going to go a step farther, and I'm giving them an F minus minus. Because Jackson Carmen is not Penesuba. Last year, the Cleveland Browns had one thing to do in the first round, and that was draft a left tackle. Granted, there was a couple more to choose from last year. But Cincinnati, no one drafted a, court, a, a lineman ahead of them this year. So it's... Well, that's they, a different scenario. The Browns didn't really have many holes. The whole Cincinnati Bengals team is a hole. Right, but keeping their quarterback upright is their most important thing. And they, and they didn't do it. The, after Jamar Chase and Jackson Carmen, an, uh, another offensive tackle who didn't start, I do like Deontay Smith from Florida. He is, the, I believe, the offensive tackle. Um, I, I, after that, they did nothing. 
They did nothing. Dante Smith went to East Carolina. I give the Cincinnati Bengals a C minus. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Bob and I talked after the second day of the draft. And I made my argument for, well, maybe the Cincinnati Bengals are holding back and going to pick the people that they need to advance. But guess what? I may actually change my grade all the way down to a fucking D. Or an F. If you're going to take Jamar Chase in the first round, you need to back up your offensive line in the second and third round. And you didn't fucking do it. As Juju Smith-Schuster said, it's Bengals being the Bengals. I am so glad that you have three edge rushers. <laughs> I am so glad. My is hard as hell because you got three and edge rushers. Awful. You've done nothing Awful. to protect your damn quarterback. Nothing. Nothing. And you know who's and you know who's feasting over it? Miles Garrett. Jaday Barrett Clowney. And you know what my you know what Joe Burr and Miles Garrett is? Is there's a fence between a pit bull and a stake. And he's going to run through that fence to get the stake. I Ain't never. Stop him. I don't want people to to think I'm not a Cleveland fan because I I talk about other sports teams. I don't ever want that to ever be the fact. I love the Cleveland Browns, but I love for any team that Paul Brown was a part of to succeed. Uh, see, then that would include the Maslin Tigers, and you lost me there. On that note, we're up to the Cleveland Browns, Mr. Ryan Bevere. I think we all are going to agree on this one. It was an A-plus job, and that is just how, how it is. They, they drafted the, the two guys that they had on their board when the 26th pick came up. They had the two guys sitting there. They wanted one. They wanted the other. They chose one. They got the other in the second round by trading up to get him. They drafted a guy who was the fastest dude in the draft. When you when you have no holes, and you are become and when you and when you're becoming a team in the National Football League that is legitimately like no holes, you really don't need anything. When you're talking about we need to draft a backup corner, that's when you know you, you have everything. So what better what, what what better pick to draft the fastest? wide receiver in the draft why not i love it a plus i'm gonna assure you guys agree i'm giving him a b plus oh i love the first two picks i, I love the thir- first three picks not big i'm not a big james hudson fan uh lecount has a lot of off the field issues he was also – he's also rated a lot higher. I'm just playing. I give him an A-plus. They fucking – Okay, sc- thank you. They schooled it, dude. They schooled 
you know, pretty much become extinct. But punt returners, when was the last time the Browns had a good punt returner? And this belt has got wheels. Josh Krebs. I, 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 I have to give him an A+. Plus. I mean, I don't see anything. Scott, where's your A+. Plus? Here's what I've got to say. Oh, boy. Greg Newsom is going to be awesome. Love the guy all the way through the combine, all the way through through the draft. I was like, this guy is the man. And then they take Jeremiah Koromoa. Can we just call him J-O-K so we have to pronounce his fucking name every five minutes? J-O-K, fine. I don't care. He's been my pick since I know. the first uh, mock draft that your dad and I did together. We, I know. I love this kid. I he's think hybrid, he's going to why. fit in very well with the Cleveland Browns. But looking at the rest of their picks, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Dude, total freaking A+. Plus. Don't give me any shit on Anthony Schwartz. I'm going to tell you right it's now. It's an A-plus all across Thank the board. They covered everything that they had to, <clears throat> plus covered points where where money is going to be a contention. So, yeah. By the way, Tommy Tyogi at one point was considered a second-round pick. I know. I'm not upset with Tommy Tyogi. I'm Tony not upset Field? with anyone. I, there's nobody. I don't like LeCount. I don't like LeCount. He, the Cleveland Browns have done a draft that I am as impressed with. Since Johnny uh, Manziel. Boy, I was going to say that it was the uh, the Baker Mayfield uh, draft. Yeah, with um, boy. But we picked up Denzel Ward there, I think, at fourth. So I don't we think know. And next up is those Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Ryan. I, I like I like the draft. They got a lot of players. They drafted a lot. They're like the, the Panthers. However, I'm not gonna give them an A. I'm not gonna rave about them like I did with the Panthers. I'll give them a, a, a B. I like Micah Parsons. I think he's the best linebacker in the draft. But can we talk about for a quick second what happened there when Dallas traded with the Eagles to trade in with a division? At first, I'm thinking, what what is going on in, in Jerry Jones' world, if you will? But then it started to make sense. I think personally believe that the Giants in that whole scenario got screwed by the Eagles and the Cowboys. I think the Eagles and the Cowboys teamed up D-Generation X style and, and, and went right after the Giants and completely screwed them. Okay, well, 
I think the NFC East did what the NFC East does. And that's not get better. Dallas also got a first round pick out of that. I give Dallas, and when I saw, and I told Scott the other day, I'm like, man, they're drafting defense. I can't believe it. They're actually drafting defense. But after Micah Parsons <clears throat> and after Kelvin Joseph, it's just a bunch of guys that you hope you throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and hope something sticks. Well, if 10 to 12 picks, you would expect one of them to, two of them. You to would hope, stick. but this and, is but, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but they also swapped a 10th pick for a 12th pick and walked out with a first-round pick for next year. And it made no sense because the Eagles are it – made, it's the NFC East. They're stupid. Well, the Eagles, the Eagles clearly thought that that Smith was going. The Eagles clearly thought that Smith was going to go to the Giants, and they didn't want that to happen. I don't think it was necessary for them to draft a a, a, or give up a first rounder. Um, But Dallas is just smart for doing that because they were going to draft Parsons at ten or twelve. You're right. But maybe the Eagles said, you know what? We're drafting him right here. If you want him, come get him. You know, if you look at it, Micah Parsons was a great pick. Absolutely. Bob, you're saying that they didn't do anything for the defense. They picked up an edge rusher. They picked up a defensive guard. They picked up two cornerbacks. I didn't say they didn't do anything for the defense. I said they went pretty much all defense. But only two guys, the rest of them are just kind of like, hmm, let's hope. They had five picks in the top 100. Two defensive linemen. Plus, they helped out their offense with a new wide receiver. Well, by the way, it's a precursor, but Dallas had the best draft in that division. And I gave them a D. I gave them a B plus and they had the best draft in their division. Denver Broncos. What are you going to do? If the Denver Broncos end up signing Aaron Rodgers, then I give this draft an A. If not, I give this draft a D plus because like the Falcons, you're in a, you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes with the Falcons in the division with, with Tampa Bay, you're in a division with Drew Locke versus Patrick Mahomes. That's not going to win. That's going to win zero out of ten times and when it comes to a Super Bowl. I get they got Teddy Bridgewater. I get it. Maybe he's a bridge quarterback, no pun intended, for their next quarterback. Maybe they didn't think. Maybe they didn't like – maybe John Elway didn't like anyone in the first round this year. Maybe he said, well, I like Lawrence, and after that, I don't like anybody else. We'll get Bridgewater. We'll get Sertain. We'll load up, and we'll draft a quarterback next year because they're not going to be very good this year. But we'll, we'll see. It, it's a potential A draft with, with a quarterback coming in, but I don't like that they didn't draft a quarterback. Yeah, but Okay. For starters, it's Teddy Bridge over Troubled Waters. Let's get that out of the way right now. 
Um, they drafted Patrick Sertain just because of uh, of Patrick Mahomes. They were in both games against Kansas City last year without a good quarterback. I, I, I give them a C just because, you know, Javante Williams, eh, I don't know. I do like Jamar Johnson. But outside of that, again, they Denver is with – until they have uh, – you're right, Ryan. If they trade for – if they know something and they trade for Aaron Rodgers, then – Hell yeah, their draft looks really nice. But if they don't, it looks about normal, average at best. I think. I think. There were conversations with Aaron Rodgers' team prior to the draft. I think that almost 100% of their picks in this draft were picked to help Aaron Rodgers. Who, Denver? Yes. Okay. No, I mean, we can't get into, well, if they trade and what do they got to give up? That That's neither here nor there. That's for another day. Certain. Yeah, They needed defense. <clears throat> Javante Williams. Why are you going to pick a running back as your second pick in the draft? If you weren't picking up a quarterback. Good point. It is. I mean, again, there's, there's another team out there that we haven't talked about yet. That is in the same situation. I, I understand that, but what does that have to do with Denver picking up a running back at 35 well, I didn't like the fact that they picked up a running back in that pick. The only reason they, it makes sense is because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but they still have Melvin Gordon, and they still have um, oh, what's his name? The dude with the long Lindsay. hair, Lindsay. Lindsay, I mean, so that's to me that's to me that's not a good pick. Ingram or Melvin Gordon is what? On his last year. He's on his last year. Yeah, but what is he? Javante Williams. What is he, 25, 24? Yeah, but he's on his last year and he's making like $8 million a year. Okay, so Javante Williams was one of the best running backs this year. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with that. So they would probably have to cut Melvin Gordon. Why would you pick up a running back unless you are taking on Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers needs a strong running back. I mean, if I was in the draft with Denver, what is the first thing that I'm going to pick up as an offensive weapon if Rodgers is not coming there? Uh, I guess you make a good point. All right, next up is Detroit. Like I was saying, poor Jared Goff. They protected them with Penny School, but Detroit Lions have absolutely no weapons at all. They could have drafted Devonta Smith 
and didn't. They could have drafted a running back and didn't. They, I mean, they have Tyrell Williams, Brashad Perriman, Geronimo Allison, Damian Ratley as their as their wide receivers. And in the draft after Sewell, they went defense, defense, defense. So I don't, I don't get it. I give them a D. You know what? Detroit's so irrelevant to me. I mean, I, I'm going to give them a C simply because they were smart enough to draft Panay Sewell and Cincinnati wasn't. But, again, Ryan, I can I, I agree with Ryan on that. They have no weapons on offense, nothing. I mean, in, in Detroit used to draft offense, 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 offense and couldn't stop nobody. Now they have no offense. I, I, another team that just doesn't get it. I'm not spending no more time on Detroit. <laughs> I I gave Detroit a C. Uh, Penny Sewell was a great pickup. They didn't do anything to build their team. They got a new quarterback this year. They've done nothing to help them. So. I agree. Green Bay Packers. Although, um, can, can we say one thing about Detroit that we actually have to consider? Damn, I thought you were done. When Okay, but I just thought of this. When they traded and got for Stafford, L.A. did send Detroit two first-round picks for the next two years. So they're loaded up with picks. It's not going to help them right now, and it don't trade my draft grade, but it does mean something. Okay, but when you're in the <laughs> NFC North, why is right now – not the time. That division is so up in the air right now. Because Detroit is Cincinnati. So so are so could the Vikings. So could the Packers. So could so could the Bears. They all could be Cincinnati. That could be the worst division in, in, in the league. 